0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: You've just landed in episode 519 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Eco Gold Equestrian Textile Engineering. coach jen here and thanks for tuning in to horse tip daily today's tip is from scott trees scott is known worldwide for his images of the horse he has been practicing his craft for over 36 years and has more frequent flyer miles than anyone i know in addition to his striking equine work scott also does a variety of commercial shooting architecture fashion and photojournalism. are services that he has provided to his clients all over the world His dramatic use of light, strong compositional eye, and emotional portrayal have been hallmarks of his style. Today's tip is about the importance of timing. But first, a word from today's sponsor, EcoGold. EcoGold is a team of experts in the field of textile engineering with more than 50 years of experience in high-performance fabrics. Top international writers like Philip Dutton, Karen O'Connor, McLean Ward, Scott Stewart, Sean French, Ashley Holzer, and many more ride in their state-of-the-art saddle pads and help them develop new products at EcoGold. In high-level sports, the right product can give an athlete a competitive edge. And in recent years, there have been several developments in textiles. Just think of sports like hiking, skiing, or cycling, and garments using things like Lycra, Teflon, and Gore-Tex. How about using those high-tech fabrics and smart engineering to improve the performance of our equine athletes? <laughs> well, that's where Eco Gold comes in. With their expertise and contacts in the textile industry, they are able to bring the latest developments in technology to the equestrian market and make the most advanced products to give the horses competitive edge. And they don't have a one-size-fits-all mentality. They use different technologies and different solutions to solve Different issues. So, ask for Eco Gold saddle pads and protective boots by name at your local tack store, or visit them online at EcoGold.ca. Now, enjoy today's tip. And here we are with Scott Trees, the Horse Radio Network's very favorite horse photographer. It's nice to see you again or hear you again. It's been a while. What have you been
0: up to? It has. It has been a while. Well, I was. Of course, I go overseas. I've been overseas uh, again. Was back in the Middle East and to Dubai and came back in the spring and, uh, did, did some work, but it's uh, been awfully hot. So I've been, uh, taking my, uh, time to sort of regroup. I do take this time of year to regroup and restructure and figure out, you know, what I want to do, kind of reacquaint my family with me to give them a a face to the name. And,
1: um, uh, let me introduce myself. I'm your dad.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm your dad or I'm your husband. You know, my wife and I chuckle. We've, uh, We've been together 21 years. It was, because of my travel schedule. We probably only lived together eight, so that's why it still works. So, um, you know, it's it's just nice to kind of come home and take a deep breath and regroup.
1: So it's the off season for you right now.
0: It is. Yeah, it is. It is, and it isn't. I mean, it is a time of year when I do a lot of work over here as well. But part of it has just been hot this year, and a lot of a lot of sessions are. Are, um, we're moving back to fall when it's a little cooler and um, a little more
1: reasonable. You know,
0: a little more reasonable. And I'm I'm kind of at that point in my career. I mean, I've been doing this 41 years, so I'm sort of sitting back and picking the projects I'd like to do and work on some of my own, and and uh, you know, trying to uh, enjoy life besides work all the time.
1: Well, there you go. Um, and well, you know, they say timing is everything, and exactly. it's time for you to have a little regroup time in, in your career as a whole but apparently timing is key in a lot of other ways in this whole equine photography thing.
0: It certainly is, and that's one of the things that uh, I wanted to talk with you about is the element of timing in photographing horses. Um, Today's digital cameras have made it very easy to do what I call hold and hope. They hold down the button, (laughs) and it shoots real fast, and they hope they're going to get a shot. (laughs) But even even the fastest motor drives today shoot 10 frames a second. But if you actually take a, a video clip of that same pass of a horse and play it back frame by frame because there's 30 frames in a second of video, of those 30 frames, only one of those frames is correct in terms of actually nailing the, the action as it should be. Mm-hmm. So if you're even if you have a high-speed camera, while it improves chances tremendously for a lot of people, you still only have a 30% chance of hitting that shot right. And you don't see it in just horses, I mean you see it again because it's it's and and you'll hear me refer often to picture takers versus picture creators, and there's a lot of takers out there, and so they they just hold down that button and you and you hear it you know click 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 click, and and it's almost like they they just hold it down and certainly out of you know the the hundred pictures I just took of this horse, one of them's going to be good in that very brief mm-hmm. period of time second, and it doesn't really work that way, and I encourage my students in my seminars. To really take a take the time to learn to watch how a horse moves and synchronize your timing with the movement mm-hmm. and again, because of my my career history and, and when I started shooting and, and there weren't motor drives and i shot I shot uh, medium format cameras that certainly didn't have motor drives, and you really had to learn to um, get in rhythm with the movement of the horse and to get the timing and so you know there's little tricks that you can use um, one of the problems that all digital cameras will have, you will notice that uh, sometimes, I mean, people will say, gosh, you know, I just can't seem to get the timing. Well, that's because they basically push down the button, go have a cup of coffee, and when they come back, you know, the picture's been taken, because it takes so long for the button to actually respond to when they push the trigger. That's um,
1: my hangout. I push yep. the button, and then three seconds later, it right. goes click.
0: Exactly, <laughs> and that's called shutter lag, and that's one of the things that you pay for in your higher-end cameras, is that sensitivity of that button as to when you push it to when it responds is much more sensitive. And as a matter of fact, even, even today at some cameras, I'll send it back to the factory and ask them to make it even more sensitive.
1: So, um, if I may, yes, if, if this is possible to a non-electronics geek like me, what is it about a digital camera... That creates that lag because a mechanical camera, the lag is practically non-existent. You press the button, you get the picture. But yet in the really super-duper high-tech camera that costs you lots and lots of money and has all these fancy things in it, why is that delay there? Is Is it a product of they are not able to create a chip that can think fast enough?
0: I, I, in all honesty, I'm not certain of the, all the electronic reasons why. I mean, there's a gap of time, the time delay gap from the time you, you basically what you're doing is your putt- button is pushing a sensor, as opposed to our old film cameras where we pushed that button and it actually released a lever that, you know, re- uh, held our shutter open Right, and it.
1: when the spring this wore out, you elect- got a new spring put in it. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and this is all electronic. And so I'm not certain, uh, Jeanette, if it's a matter of, how long a gap is in between those those uh, synapses that fire um, in, in, the, in the connections to the circuits or not. I know uh, the, it's not as big a problem. It, it tends to be more the point-and-shoot cameras that have that problem. Um, and at differing levels of the digital SLRs, I mean, the higher-end SLRs are very sensitive, excuse me, and even the mid-range, the digital SLRs are very sensitive. But I've never been exactly certain why. I know I have a a point and shoot Canon G ten that I love and I've kind of had to learn to adapt my timing to its shutter, which is kind of one of the things I was going to talk about is you kinda have to learn, A, your your timing might be a little faster or slower than some. You you have to accommodate for that shutter lag in some cameras. And it's not going to be as easy quite frankly in a point and shoot to nail the action. I mean it just they're not that's one reason that a point and shoot camera costs anywhere from two to six hundred dollars as opposed to a thousand to five thousand dollars
1: so um, what would be somebody who has a mid range camera
0: yeah. what
1: would be a typical okay this is this is going to be your lag time but training yourself you can overcome it by developing good timing between when your finger pushes the button and when the I, i'm not is sure i
0: know it. the answer to exactly what that lag time would be um i mean because it, it it's it, it can be the difference of milliseconds actually i mean if, as i said if, really? you, if you take a look earlier when i said there's 30 frames in a second of video one of those frames is right And so when you when you have when you have ten frames a second, you think that sounds fast, and and it is. I mean, it's 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 very fast, but it's not necessarily going to guarantee that you hit the shot. So I think, I mean, go ahead.
1: Is there a point where, for example, all of us are all the time snapping pictures with our camera phones now?
0: Right, right, right.
1: Is there a point at which the camera lag time is so long? that even good training, you're never going to be able to use that kind yeah, of a camera to get Yeah, I mean, for example, I can't,
0: I, I don't, well, I, I shouldn't say don't. I've I tried it a couple times and I've come close, but never really nailed a shot with my iPhone. You know, <laughs> um, I mean, it's, they're not built for that. I mean, they're no. built for snapshots. And, and you know, there's a, there is a reason why these higher end cameras, I mean, have the features that they do. And one of them certainly is that, is that, is that lag time. So, you know, it's going to vary from camera to camera, so I'm, I'm going to kind of assume that you've got a reasonable camera that does, at least when you push the button, it's not like, you know, you wait and have your cup of coffee and a little real thing comes out and takes a picture for you and bows and right. hops back in the camera and off you go. I mean, at least you're realizing that at some point you're going to have a, a reasonable, pretty much when you push that button, it's going to respond. Okay. And and I've noticed over the years as I've bought, started with the digital cameras when they first came out and as they as I've upgraded my models, each model has gotten successively better with that shutter leg. But one of the things that, um, of course, all the various disciplines are going to have different uh, ways in which they like their horses to legs to look. You know, the saddlebred people obviously are going to want that leg up, as do the, uh, a lot of the English uh, horses in the Arabian industry. The dressage people are going to want more of that extension. Um, the Western horse people want that knee up. And so all of it has to kind of to do for my sense of timing, and, and I just always share kind of how I learned it, is I watch the leg that's inside or closest to me. And as, let's, let's talk about the trot to begin with. And as that horse starts to put weight down on its passion, as that ground hits and that weight starts to come down, somewhere in that element, for me, is it just starts to come down. That's kind of where I develop my timing to go now. Boom. And and usually, if you watch how a horse moves, and a lot of people have video cameras, and a good way to get to see this is just play back some of your video in slow motion. And you can see that as that weight comes down, for most horses, their knee is going to be at its highest elevation. Um, Or as 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 they put more weight on it, they might be at a further extension. And that's kind of where you have to understand and look for your breed. And there's a very small... Window in there. I mean, you're talking literally from the time the horse starts to put its weight on its foot to all the weight is on its foot to where it starts to come back up. And that narrow window is where your your opposite leg is going to be where it's supposed to be, and that's where people need to kind of start watching to try and develop their timing.
1: So, you really need to things- zone in on the legs and not, because I know when I take a picture of a horse and I'm really crappy at it, I I tend to look at the whole picture because I just like well, to watch the horse. But well, I need sure. to be well, able actually,
0: to you, you teach need myself. To, and, and actually, once you get your timing, I mean, I watch the whole horse. I mean, the timing for me is a very secondary thing now. But if you're really well, trying to that's learn. That's because you're so, Scott
1: and you've been doing this for 41 well, yeah, years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got the gray hair to prove it. So, you've, um, so you. You've, you when you're trying to to learn your sense of timing and, and this is what I'm saying, don't worry about, you know, the artistic elements, just go out and play with, I'm going to learn my timing. And one of the things I tell people to do is first of all, put your camera down by your side and watch the horse and kind of in your mind that that horse is going by, you go now, now, now. And then don't put your camera up to your eye, but start taking pictures with your camera down by your side. Just push the shutter button now. Now, because for some reason, people psych themselves out when they look through the camera and go, oh, my God, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to miss it. It's going to lag. I'm going to lay Oh my mm-hmm. But so kind of get your mind in thinking of basically you want to get in rhythm with the horse. And so as you get in rhythm, then when you kind of shoot there then pull the camera up and start shooting now. Now. Now, today's high-speed cameras certainly do offer some advantages. I mean, I, I try and encourage people to learn their timing by setting the camera on single shot but even for example if you put it on on uh, uh, I have the canon mark IV, and if I put it on a, on its high speed shutter I can barely touch it and not have it take two pictures its just, just a click click it's not that I'm taking two pictures but it just it's so sensitive that it's you just touch clicking. it and it goes click 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 but Start off trying to get it with one to begin with and, and develop your sense of timing with one because what will happen is if you get yourself to where you're within those milliseconds of being right, that second high-speed shot most likely is going to be correct.
1: Well, that makes perfect sense because if if you are trying to develop good timing, you know, hand-to-eye coordination basically, and you've got it on the multi-shot, you're never going to know, okay, you click the button – Right. But you don't know and which never... of those
0: four is really the one where you press the button. <laughs> well, that's, exactly, and that's the whole point of holding hope. You hold it down and you hope you get a shot. And, yeah. and so it's really, it takes some time to develop. And again, I encourage people go out just to shoot. Don't worry about trying to, to you know, nail the shot, uh, the aesthetics of the shot. Just get the timing. Catering is mm-hmm. a little different. Um, the, usually what I, when I canter, when I key on a horse, I key on the inside leg as it comes up. You know, when a horse gallops in that, in that rear end and, the, and that leg kind of comes up and tucks underneath itself, usually as that leg inside leg is tucked up, the front of the horse, the legs are are going to be uh, bent into the body.
1: Mm-hmm. And, again,
0: all horses are going to have slightly different movement, and mm-hmm. you, you, you kind of have to adapt yourself for that. But it's, at least it's, it's a good place to start, and that's basically what I wanted to do is give people a starting point so they can go, right. well, you know what, uh, for my sense of timing, I really have to take that picture right before his foot hits the ground, or I've got real good reflexes and I can hit it just as the way it goes on that pasture. but at least it gives them a starting place.
1: So that's a great way to do that. You, It's a real method. You start by training your eye to right. watch the parts of the horse. Then you go from there to training yourself to, okay, take it now, take it now. So you have timing. And then right. you go from there to training your hand to press the button at the time that you see, and then the final step is to take the camera and put it to your face. So it's a multi-step process that makes perfect sense so you don't end up taking hundreds or if not thousands of pictures um, that just dissatisfy you and frustrate you. Teach yourself one step at a time. Teach your eye, then teach your eye and your hand to work together, and then teach your hand to work the machine After it's already learned to see what it needs
0: to see. Exactly. Yeah, use the camera as a tool. That's what it is. Nothing more. That's
1: really cool. That's a great way to do it. Why didn't somebody tell me that when I was 16 and I was still paying for film?
0: Well, because I was still (laughs) paying for film then, too, and I didn't know enough to tell you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again, Scott. What a handy-dandy tip for all of us out there who want to take lovely pictures of our horses and our friends and uh, get great ones and go to the local horse show and practice, folks. Well, there you go. Thanks so much for the great tips, Scott. To listen to all of Scott's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. You can also go to treesmedia.com to Scott's website. For more about Scott's excellent seminars, go to equinephotographers.org and click on the events tab at the top of the page. We also have a link on the show notes page at horsetipdaily.com. Look for episode 519 and you will see a direct link to scott's seminars please stop by the horse tip daily facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show it's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover you can subscribe to all of the great shows of the horse radio network through itunes or zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your ipod zune or mp3 player i'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip until then go ride your horse